Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, Iowa? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Hey, if you've got a frown on your face right now thinking about the game on Saturday, turn that darn thing upside down. We're here for some positive vibes. We're going to talk about the game. We're going to go through what the heck happened, how did our number two Hawkeyes lose to Purdue, and how we can move forward. And how we can move forward, because that's all we can do at this point, right? Mm -hmm. And you know what? I saw a tweet today, and it said, if at the beginning of the year, I told you at this point in the season, I don't know whose tweet this was, by the way, your Hawkeyes would be six and one, would you take that? Yes. Of course you would. Of course you would. So, although Saturday wasn't our funnest game, I will say I'm feeling pretty good today. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things that the highs and the lows of the football season, right? The highs and the lows. And you know, I feel like we've all got a little bit of emotional whiplash right now. <laughs> we went from the highest of highs, the freaking mountaintop, beating Penn State, Dark in Kinnick Stadium, got the lights on, rushed the field, the whole deal. Number two in the nation, feeling pretty good. Five days later, five days, six days, whatever. Boom. Lowest of lows. It happens. What are you going to do? SKF would say, that's football. That, you know what? And that is why they play the game. That is why they play the game. All right, let's get into it now. Uh, what was the score? Uh, 24 to 7. 24 to 7. I apologize that I don't have that score memorized. It's not one that I like to keep in the back of my head. <laughs> uh, 24 to 7. Again, we're just going to talk about what happened. Now, me, being from the fan perspective, the former player's wife perspective, it's a little different from you, right? Your perspective on the game and, and, and such. How so? Or different from the average fan. I guess. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm just a little more, uh, eh, I don't know. I don't know how it's different. It just is. Two different perspectives. Sure. So, I mean, I guess you're a little more analytical too. Yeah. Whereas I'm a little more uh, emotional. <laughs> no. I didn't just call myself out, did I? Never. Um, so when I'm looking back, I talked about kind of like that emotional whiplash. I mean, the fans felt it and now I'm sure the players feel it times 10. So... Going back to the Penn State game, the days following, um, I mean, we really talked about how it was a super physical game, as every Big Ten game is, but how much does that affect this Purdue game, This the emotional come down from that, the physical um, rehab of it all? I mean, really, like, we don't like to make excuses, and I know that's going to be your first thing. There are no excuses. I get it. It's on uh, one of the shirts that are in that are in this closet. <laughs> no excuses. Excuses are for wusses, as uh, as Spencer Lee would say. But how much does it affect it? I mean, shoot me straight here. Well, anytime during the season, you're going to get beat up a little bit. I mean, you got nagging injuries that linger and linger and. Potentially, there were things that we didn't know going in. I mean, obviously, Don Riley Moss, so Terry Roberts, as we knew, was going to have an extended amount of playing time. Um, but the more you get into the season, the more you're just dealing with crap. I mean, 
Um, I mean, I remember that I had sprained wrists and AC sprains in my shoulders and bone bruises and this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, you just keep going. The tough part is too, like now we're going into the bye week Purdue just came off of theirs. And when you're in a physical 12 game schedule, we're playing more than half of our games before the bye week mm-hmm. Now getting to that bye week is tough. After that, you're like, okay, well, now we're, you know, we're on the back end, but you know that bye week is going to be a little bit of a, of a recoup kind of week. But now this week is a, it's a recoup week in more than just the physical sense. Hmm. Yeah. It's funny that you, you talk about, and this is kind of an offshoot of what we were just saying, but um, again, not making excuses because every team has their injuries, but can you imagine if Kirk Ferentz had to come out and, you know, he talks about the big injuries. He'll be like, yeah, you know, Riley Moss is out feeling optimistic, move on, you know, that kind of thing. But what if he came out and was like, uh, you know, um, Matt has a, a, an AC sprain. He's got a bone bruise. He also um, has got this going on with his left leg. He's got this going on with his right leg. He's also got a little bit of a torn ligament here. Um, black eye, we're hoping that'll uh, that'll resolve itself before the game. Like, And he went through all 120 <laughs> of them. <laughs> I mean, that's my point being here is that um, I think a lot of times it kind of gets ignored um, those little nagging injuries. And when you're thinking, why isn't this person playing more? Or why isn't he getting more snaps or whatever it might be? There might be something there that really we have no idea. Well, I'll actually pull myself into this. Um, not that I enjoy doing that, but 2016, um, beginning of the year, I only played an 11 personnel because I had stuff going on with my shins. Like it was called like a Oh, what was it called? Like a stress something. Stress they, reaction. Stress reaction. They thought my shins were going to snap. And so I could only play X amount of plays and I could only do X amount of things. Then the Iowa State game, end up playing the entire game, playing really well, proposed to you. Um, and then um, that was it. And then after that, I went back into kind of just playing every now and then because of my shins. But obviously that's not public knowledge, you know. Yeah. But little things like that could definitely be going on with a bunch of these other guys. Like Cole Croston, I think, missed time because of the same thing Mm -hmm. um, while he was at Iowa. So those little things, they can add up. But obviously, there is no excuse. It's next man in mentality. We saw that with Penn State, and they couldn't get it done against us. And it kind of seems that, unfortunately, we weren't able to get it done against Purdue. So I want to talk about our overall stats, I guess. Um, Ours versus theirs. So um, Aiden O'Connell played a majority of their snaps, 30 of 40 for 375 yards. Which the fact that they played three quarterbacks at all I know. is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, he said after the game, he's like, it was super fun. It was almost like, um, uh, what do they call it? Line changes in hockey. Oh, that he's yeah, like, that's that what it felt like. That's kind of weird. Um, and then um, David Bell, phenomenal performance. Every year against us. Dude. The last two times he had 13 catches for 100 plus yards and multiple touchdowns. He was all over the place. He's the real deal. It was like every time I looked up, he had the ball in his hands. He's the real deal. He's a real good player. Um, 240 receiving yards, which I think was some kind of record for Kinnick Stadium. And Oh, for Kinnick? I think so, from an opposing team. And I could be completely off here. He was, I think it was second most in Purdue history. Fact check that. <laughs> so we knew they were going to throw it a lot. Uh, um, only 86 yards rushing for Purdue. Well, again, we knew they were going to sling it and try and take advantage through the air because that's what they do best. Well, I feel like they do that to us a lot of times, the boop, 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 right down the field. And I guess I kind of thought this year they might come in with a different game plan, considering how dominant our our backfield has been. But 
they uh i don't want to say they exposed them because that's super negative but i well, mean and uh, a few things hankins went down with a shoulder and i don't know what it is mm-mm. based solely off of watching the play on tv again based solely off watching the play on tv it looked like it could have been an ac sprain or something with a shoulder uh joint because he came out and then um so i've had an ac sprain on both my shoulders you don't want to hit after that. Yeah. Well, when he was, and I remember when it happened to you too, and I said the same thing in my head. When he came off the field, he was kind of like hanging his shoulder down. Um, you know, like it, you know what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah. Is that visual? He's just enough? hanging. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I've seen that before. So, I mean, we could be totally off and could be wrong. Those are terrible, though, because you don't want to hit anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so sore. It's tough to move. It's, it's rough. So uh, I commend him for trying to gut it out, but you just can't do all the stuff you want to do for whatever reason. It kind of seemed like they were able to find the holes in the zone. Um, I don't know how many sacks we had, if we had uh, that many at all. Um, it kind of seemed like they were able to find the holes in the zone and, and go, you know, there were some deep balls that they utilized. Um, there were some drag routes. I, I mean, early in the game, I think it's the one that Hankins actually hurt his shoulder on. David Bell takes a drag route and goes 60 yards. Shout out to Kayvon Merriweather for sticking with it and chasing him down because I don't think they ended up scoring on that. I think they missed a field goal on that particular drive. But like little things like that, uncharacteristic things, you know, third down, they were nine of 16, over 50%. Wow. We never want to allow that as a defense, of course. And we get a pass interference call. You know, that's not unlike Iowa. And right. so it it just seemed like a lot of things that were uncharacteristic of Iowa just happened to happen on the same day. You think that's fair? I would say that is fair. In the um in the post game, Spencer said we've had a lot of good happen this season, we've had a lot of bad happen. And he's unfor- he said unfortunately that a lot of bad ha- happened today. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. You know what's never a bad thing? <laughs> I'm gonna guess Surprise cheese. Yeah, you're right. From Galena River, wine and cheese. Hey, we've got a bye week this week. If you guys want to head up to Galena, down, over, wherever you are. Illinois. It's in Illinois. I know that now. 27 years into my life and now I'm fully aware. It's real close to Iowa, though. Um, Head over to Galena River, wine and cheese. It's a fantastic getaway beautiful little town of Galena. As you're coming in, it is right there, as they say, um, in the floodgates of Galena right as you're driving in. So visit Galena River Wine and Cheese. And if you're nowhere near there and you just want to get some good quality wine, cheese, charcuterie, balsamics, whatever it might be, go to GalenaRiverWineAndCheese.com. Have it delivered straight to your door. Enjoy some games that the Hawks aren't playing in in our bye week. GalenaRiverWineAndCheese.com. So I want to spend a little more time on our offense than we typically would. I think that's kind of where everybody's head is at. Yes. Because our defense extends the streak of, um, I don't know how many games it is now, under 25 points allowed. And usually if you do that, you give your you give your team a, a decent chance to win the football game. Right. So uh, Spencer was sacked four times. Feels a little uncharacteristic of our, of our own line. They're uh, number five. They would only bring three or four guys and they were hitting home. I mean, it's... It's one of those things where our offensive line definitely needs to gel a little bit more. And we got guys um, that were rotating. I was talking to uh, a former player, and he was saying that we rotated nine nine guys on offensive line. That doesn't happen too often with the with an Iowa offensive line. So, you know, trying to find some consistency up front obviously is going to help this team. And as most coaches will tell you, it starts up front. Well, Petrus was 17 of 32 for 195 yards. What do you make of that stat line? 
that's kind of it. Because <laughs> it's not like, so I saw multiple drops again, mm-hmm. and that obviously never helps your offense, no, never helps your quarterback. There were just times where, you know, I felt like ways to help your offensive line are screens, are quick passes, things where they don't have to uh, block for a long time. And, you know, first play of the game, Keegan Johnson, they're playing, so their DB was playing a bail technique, which means that on the snap of the ball, their DB is bailing. Okay, he's not trying to press. He's not trying to get in Keegan's face. He's trying to bail out so he doesn't get beat deep. Keegan runs a great quick slant, catches it, and I don't know, maybe five, six, seven yards down the field, turns into 38 yards. Nico actually comes across from the other side of the field and lays a guy out. Um, and there was some good blocking on that, but we didn't come back to it. And that's something that I feel like um, quick passes can really help Spencer out, not just Spencer, but the O-line and get guys that you trust out there, guys that are are uh, consistently catching the football. And honestly, I think Keegan Johnson is one of those guys right now. Well, that's what I was going to ask you is um, you say get guys that you can trust out there. You said you saw a lot of drops. So who are you putting out there? I mean, we're going to be uh, armchair armchair Yikes. quarterbacks right now just for a moment. But honestly, I just want to know like who you're seeing out of the receiving core, um, the tight ends that maybe you're like, yeah, I think we could get them the, go- the ball a little bit more. Speaking of tight ends, I mean, we didn't have Luke Lachey for this game. So we had Josiah Miaman, uh number 80, hasn't gotten a whole lot of snaps. We also had Bryce Schulte, number 48, not a whole lot of snaps. Uh, we actually had Monte Potabaum that was also playing tight end. Uh, and a few things, and that's normally he's better at f- fullback. You know, that's his natural position. Um, you know, it's good being able to do multiple things, um, but obviously that's that's more Luke Lachey's spot, right? Being able to go two tight ends and even three tight ends uh, when you get into goal line situations. So um, it's tough that we didn't have that one-two, you know, the Laporta and Lachey kind of thing. Uh, as far as receivers, I mean, it kind of seems to me like Arlen Bruce has taken advantage of all of his situations. Uh, Keegan Johnson's taken advantage. Charlie Jones team seems to show up a little bit. Um, you know, I think those three guys are doing really well. I think Nico obviously showed up a little bit in the Penn State game at the very end. He, he caught that crossing route. He caught the, uh, obviously caught the touchdown. Um, you know, Tyrone's kind of been non-existent in terms of uh, how many targets and how many catches and things of that nature. And so I I don't think he recorded a catch in this game. So I don't know if that's just a matter of targets or if it's a matter of position or if it's a matter of guys knowing the entire playbook. We talked about it before, an alpha trying to find ways to stay on the field and make yourself uh, make an impact for the team. And, um, you know, the guy that's sticking out to me the most is because he, every time he's on the field and then Keegan Johnson catches the hitch against Penn State and he turns it up for 40, he catches the slant against um, against Purdue and turns it for 38. Colorado State, he hits two big, two big uh, plays. Like, I feel like Keegan Johnson uh, is is earning Petrus's respect, but unfortunately, he's just not on the field as often. And maybe that's just because he's young and he doesn't know everything yet. But I think the future is bright for Keegan. So one more quick thing with Spencer through four interceptions. Well, I mean, the la- was it the last two that were kind of funky? Yeah, last two yeah. to three. Uh, the interception on Nico's, um, it was a, um, it, it was kind of like everybody was running a curl on that particular route. So everybody basically went one yard, one to two yards past the line to gain and then came back. But again, it was tough. So that first series we hit, Keegan Johnson for a quick slant for 38 yards and then we come back and try and run the ball twice and we got stuffed so then we got stuck in a third and nine situation where we're forced to throw and we end up throwing a, a contested pass which I mean 
could he have gone somewhere else with the ball? I don't know. I don't have the film. But the fact that he went there and unfortunately gets bobbled up and, and you know, obviously intercepted. But uh, I just felt like we had an opportunity there to, to make a statement early. And unfortunately, we just didn't. Um, speaking about turnovers, though, they won the turnover battle and they won the explosive battle. So they won the game. Good point. Um, you mentioned a little bit there. You were talking about our um, run game. You mentioned there for a second you were talking about our run game. Goodson had 12 carries for 68 yards. I feel like we saw a lot of him and a lot of good from him more in the beginning of the game as opposed to the end of the game. Why is that? Well, 12 for 68, I mean, that's almost five yards a carry. Mm. I mean, that's pretty good. I know, quick math. No, I don't. I'm making eye contact with you while I talk about this. I know, I'm not doing math. Don't Uh, (laughs) don't test me. But yeah, five yards a carry is good. Um, But uh, I think... Uh, he only touched the ball like three times in the second half. And um, it's not often that you see Goodson not get upwards of 20 plus carries. Well, he's one of the best running backs in the nation. You'd think, again, armchair quarterback uh, right over here. But you'd think that we'd find a way to get him the ball, right? And he did catch one out of the backfield. I don't know if he caught multiple, but that's another way that he can hurt you is catching the football. We saw that against Maryland a lot. (laughs) Um, And, you know, maybe he's got something going on because Ivory, I'm pretty sure, was in there for five or six plays, which Ivory played really well, too. Um, It was just a matter of not being able to uh, establish the run, I think, the way that we're capable of. Phew. Okay, so we've talked about the not-so-great things (laughs) that happened on Saturday. One other thing that I want to bring up, and this isn't necessarily like um, singular to Iowa, but Caleb Shudek goes out there, kicked the field goal. Mm-hmm. And before he kicks the field goal, they put this graphic on the screen, 11 of 12 on the season, 91.7 or something like that um, execution percentage or okay. make percentage. It said tied for second in the Big Ten. He goes out there and unfortunately he misses it. Purdue's kicker then goes down and is getting ready to kick their field goal. They put the same graphic up there, 11 of 12, 91.7, whatever, make percentage. And then he missed it. Oh, boy. So, Enough guys, with the graphics. Enough with the graphics. <laughs> That's what it was. It wasn't anyone else's fault. It was just those darn graphics. Just the graphics. Jinxed them. Called the announcer jinx. <laughs> Ugh, man. Okay. Let's move on. I'll, I mean, we, we started this podcast by saying all we can do now is move forward. We're 6-1. and one. Let's look ahead. So I want to go on um, and end this thing with some good news. Put a smile on everybody's faces. Well, then before you do that, I will say one last thing. Oh, boy. Because it's going to resonate in the building for a long time. You can't let Purdue beat you twice. Okay. And what they mean by that is you can't get hung up on this loss so much that you go into the next game and lose because you're still thinking about this other loss. So you can't let Purdue beat you twice. So this is the 24-hour rule going into effect is what you're telling me. Correct. So that said, let's move on to the good news. So first of all, we're going into a bye week. Everyone likes a bye week. Like you said, we played more than half of our season before we got to the bye week, which is um, It's tough tough. to play seven straight. It's tough. Um, And so we're going to have this week to recoup and recalibrate recalibrate and then the next week we can put our eyes on uh, on wisconsin as jocko willink would say good Ooh, expand uh you guys need to go check out the youtube video jocko willink good uh we were shown it while i was at iowa it's anytime something bad happens to you just say good because if you can say good it means you can do something about it 
and right. I'm not going to do the whole video because I'm not going to do it justice. So go check out that video. Have to. It's all about perspective. It is. It really is. It's like three, four minutes. It's not long. It's a good one to start your day with for sure. So after you listen to this, go, go listen to that. Go check it out. <laughs> so another piece of good news. We still hold a half a game lead over Minnesota and Purdue in the Big Ten West. We can still clinch it. We still control our destiny in terms of the Big Ten. Yes. And you could still see us in Indy. 100%. 100%. And I'm, I'm going, darn it. I've said darn it so many times <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> um, keeping it G, you know, PG, whatever that would be. So that's good news. And then also, in a post postgame, uh, Linderbaum said, it's not time to, quote, freak out. So it's not. Okay. We're fine. We're good. We got plenty of time left. The thing is, there's still a whole lot to play for. Everybody on the East is going to go beat each other up. And we still control what we can control, which is the next five games. Immediately, it's the bye. And then we go on the road a little bit and take care of business. As long as we do what we need to do, we will end up in Indy and potentially hold up the trophy. I like the sound of that. And you know what? All that is still before us. That's the thing. That's the thing. And I'm going to go ahead and say this too. Just so, uh, I don't know, keep this in the back of your mind. When is uh, usually January, end of December? It's cold in Iowa. There's a really good chance we could be somewhere warm. Keep that in mind. (laughs) I like a good bowl game. There's that too. I like a good warm bowl game. Get a break from those Iowa winters. To think that there's nothing else to play for. And I don't know if people on there on Twitter... I mean, everybody's so negative on Twitter, but um, I think in this, that, and the other thing, and fire everybody, and restart, and oh, all this boy. other kind of stuff. <laughs> it's just Wait, this laughable. is funny. I was walking out to my car um, <laughs> after the game. I have no idea who this guy was, but it was very funny. He was like, you know what? We just need to put Padilla in. Oh, like, no. Oh, boy. He's calling for... Our second string quarterback, no offense to Alex Padilla, by the way. I'm sure he's a fantastic player. Um, calling for our second string quarterback and mispronouncing his name. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Double strikeout. That's unfortunate. Uh, no, there's still a lot to play for, like you said. Um, and I think everybody, after these past two weeks, could use a good bye week. My voice is going a little bit. I'm feeling exhausted. One thing, too, to keep in mind, now that we go into the bye week, we kind of get this sense of where we are Mm -hmm. like it's a real obviously any loss is humbling but you can only control how you respond to different things so i was going to take this opportunity do the 24 hours look at the tape and they're going to have some time we'll put out a bi-week episode in terms of what we do on the bi-week plus you know take a look around the big 10 but as for iowa now it's just go back to work and that's all iowa really knows you just put your nose to the grindstone you figure out what you need to do better And then you go out there and you do it. So Hawkeye fans, there's a lot to be smiling about today. And and we just appreciate you guys listening. Also, I would like to say, I mentioned Linderbaum. I was just typed his name into Twitter just to see, because I knew that there was a quote that I wanted to use for him, but I wanted to get it right. So I just typed his name in. You should see the amount of people calling for him. Like, we want him at the Jets. We want him at the Vikings. And people already putting his face like on... um, 
you know, like, a, like oh, like photoshopping him, photoshopping him onto like with a Jets jersey on or with this or whatever. That's incredible. Jeez, like, we're we're like halfway through the the college season and everybody's already getting excited. Also, one more thing, sorry, um, this made me laugh too. I think it was his family. It might have been his mom. They had shirts that said the Bomb Squad, B A U M Squad. Nice. I loved that so much. You know, I love a good game day outfit, so I thought that was cool. Anyway, lots of good things to be smiling about today. Hopefully those last two things brought you some joy, too. So like Matt said, we will be putting out a bi-week episode talking all things what goes on during a bi-week. What are we doing? And then also taking a look around the Big Ten, seeing what's going on with all of our uh, all of our competitors out there, especially in the West. So make sure you're tuning back in on Friday. It'll come out the same time that the previews typically come out. Yes. And then after that, we won't have another episode until the Friday preview before Wisconsin. The badges. <laughs> the badges. <laughs> That's a fun stadium to play in. So we will catch you guys back here for our bi week episode on Friday. Let's roll. Go Hawks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.